hello and welcome back uh we about to take on leviticus i'm just gonna start rolling because uh i'm not getting to this as quick as i want to so uh we're on the book of leviticus this is chapter one jehovah called to to moses and spoke to him out of the tabernacle of the congregation saying speak to the sons of israel and say to them if any one of you brings an offering to jehovah from livestock of the herd or from the flock, you shall bring near your offering. If his offering is out of the herd, a male, a perfect one, he shall bring it to the opening of the tabernacle of the congregation, at his pleasure, before the face of Jehovah. And he shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and is accepted for him to make atonement for him. And he shall kill the son of the herd before the face of Jehovah. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall bring near the blood and sprinkle the blood on the altar all around, which is at the opening of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall skin the burnt offering and shall cut it into pieces. And the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. And the sons of Aaron the priest shall arrange the pieces with the head and the fat on the wood which is on the fire, which is on the altar. And he shall wash its inward parts and its legs with water. And the priest shall burn as incense the whole of it on the altar for burnt offering, a fire offering of soothing fragrance to Jehovah. And if his offering is out of the flock, out of the sheep, or out of the goats, burnt, uh, out of the goats for a burnt offering, a male, a perfect one, he shall bring it near, and he shall slaughter it by the side of the altar northward, before the face of Jehovah. Nor <coughs> northward. Yeah. Uh, if you're a flat earther, the uh, Mount Maru, the hidden continents in the north, it's where uh, they think that the tree of life is. Huh. And the sons of Aaron, the priest, shall sprinkle its blood all around on the altar, and he shall wash the inward parts and legs with water, and shall and shall legs with water. Huh. And he shall wash the inward parts and the legs with water, and shall legs with water. And the priest shall bring near the whole of it, and burn it as incense on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a fire offering of soothing fragrance to Jehovah. I don't know why it says legs twice. That's odd. And if the burnt offering is a burnt offering out of the fowls to Jehovah, then he shall bring near his offering, of turtle doves or of the offspring of the dove. And the priest shall bring it near <clears throat> the priest shall bring it near to the altar and shall rip off its head. Ooh. And he shall burn it as incense on the altar. Its blood shall be drained by the side of the altar, and he shall remove its crop with its feathers. Remove its crop? I wonder what the crop on a bird is. And shall throw it near the altar eastward, to the place of the ashes. Hmm. And he shall cleave it with its wings not dividing it, and the priest shall burn it as incense on the altar, on the wood, which is on the fire, a burnt offering, it is a fire offering of soothing fragrance to Jehovah. Chapter 2. And when a person brings near an offering, an offering, it says that twice, and when a person brings near an offering, an offering, a food offering to Jehovah, his offering shall be of flour, and he shall pour oil on it, and he shall put it on frankincense. Huh. As a vegan, I've always kind of wondered what you would offer if you can't offer an animal, if you're not going to kill an animal and offer that. So I guess bread. Huh. 
It doesn't say what kind of oil, but he shall pour oil on it, and he shall put it on, and he shall put on it frankincense. And he shall bring to the sons of Aaron the priest, and he shall take out of it his handful, his handful from its flour and from its oil, and with all its frankincense. And the priest shall burn it as an incense on the altar, a memorial offering, a fire offering, a soothing fragrance to Jehovah. So I guess that means you just, from the middle of the bread, you rip out a piece that has the oil, the frankincense, and the flour in it, and you'll burn it? Huh. And the rest of the food offering is for Aaron and for his sons, most holy of the fire offerings of Jehovah. And when you bring near an offering, a food offering baked in an oven, fine flour, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened thin cakes anointed with oil. And if your offering is a food offering on a griddle, your offering shall be fine flour mixed with oil. It shall be unleavened. You shall divide it. You shall divide it. Yeah, it has an E on the end, so I didn't stop me there. Is that it? Is that it? I think it's just it, just a typo. You shall divide it into parts, and you shall pour oil on it. It is a food offering. And if the food offering is in a pan, your offering shall... Oh, pan bread. Your offering shall be of fine flour. It shall be made with oil. And you shall bring the food offering made of these things to Jehovah. And the priest shall bring it near to the altar. And the priest shall lift up the food offering. Shall lift up the food offering, its memorial offering, and shall burn it as incense on the altar, a fire offering a soothing fragrance to Jehovah. And the rest of the food offering is for Aaron and his sons, most holy, of the fire offering of Jehovah. Any food offering which you shall bring near to Jehovah, you shall not make it leavened. For all leaven and all honey you shall not burn it as incense, a fire offering to Jehovah. So it's got to be flat bread, not bread that's been raised. Unleavened. As an offering of first fruits, <clears throat> oh, fruit too, you shall bring them to Jehovah, but they shall not go up on the altar for a soothing fragrance. And every offering of your food offering, you shall season. Oh, turn the page. You shall season with salt, and you shall not let the salt of the covenant of your God be lacking from your food offering. You shall offer salt with all your offerings. So, God likes salt. I mean, that's a very roundabout way of, of you know, interpreting that. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they uh, all the great chefs say that you gotta, you gotta season and you gotta taste, you know what I mean? So, I guess God, uh, Jehovah would agree with that. And if you bring near a food offering of first fruits to Jehovah, fresh ears roasted with fire, kemmels from a garden, kemmels, I wonder if that's, oh, kernels. Kernels from a garden, you shall bring near your first fruits for a fruit food offering, and you shall pour put oil on it, and lay on it frankincense. It is a food offering, and the priest shall burn it as incense, with its memorial offering from its kernels and from its oils, besides all its frankincense, a fire offering to Jehovah. Chapter three. And if his offering is a sacrifice of peace offering, if he is offering it from the herd, whether male or female, a perfect one. I wonder what that means by a perfect one. Does that does that mean like um not mixed like a purebred? Hmm. <clears throat> There's no real description for what a perfect one means. 
He shall bring it near before the face of Jehovah, and he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering and slaughter it at the opening of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the sons of Aaron, the priest, shall sprinkle the blood on the altar all around. And he shall bring near from the sacrifice of the peace offering a fire offering to Jehovah, the fat which covers the inward parts, and all the fat which is on the loins, and the fatty fold by the liver beside the kidneys, which you shall remove. And the sons of Aaron shall burn it as incense on the altar, on the burnt offering, which is on the wood, which is on the fire, a fire offering of soothing fragrance to Jehovah. And if his offering for a sacrifice of peace belongs... Wait a minute. And if his offering for a sacrifice of peace offerings is from the flock, male or female, a perfect one, he shall bring it near. And if he is bringing near a sheep for his offering, then he shall bring it near before the face of Jehovah. And he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering, and shall slaughter it in front of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the sons of Aaron shall sprinkle its blood on the altar all around. And he shall bring near from the sacrifice of the peace offerings a fire offering to Jehovah its fat. He shall remove the entire fat tail closed by the, by the backbone, and all the fat that covers the inward parts, and all the fat that is on the inward parts, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is on the loins, and he shall remove the fold by the liver beside the kidneys, and the priest shall burn it as incense on the altar, bread of the fire offering to Jehovah. I mean, that is brutal. Just a, you know what I mean? Like, that is brutal. And they clearly have been inside animals, like they're describing livers and kidneys in this, in, you know, un- no uncertain terms. They clearly know what kidneys and what um, a liver is. Huh. And if his offering is a goat, then he shall bring it near before the face of Jehovah. And he shall lay his hand on its head and shall slaughter it in front of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the sons of Aaron shall spring its blood all around on the altar. Spring its blood, I guess, let it pour? I think instead of like sprinkling, I think of like a spring, like a well or a natural spring, how they can just gush out. So that's that's pretty um, brutal too. He shall bring near from it his offering, a fire offering to Jehovah, the fat covering the inward parts and all the fat on the inward parts and the two kidneys and the fat which is on them, which is on the loins and the fold on the liver, Beside the kidneys, he shall remove, and the priest shall burn them as incense on the altar, bread of the fire offering for soothing fragrance, all the fat that is Jehovah's. It shall be a never-ending statue for your generations. You shall not eat any fat or any blood. Huh. That is crazy. So if you're, I mean, if you're, your offering is only half the animal they're saying that I guess that you shouldn't from your half eat any of the fat which is a lot of times people's favorite part right um or any blood huh I don't know who would be eating blood that seems a little pagan to me but moving on chapter 4 and Jehovah spoke to Moses saying speak to the sons of Israel saying when a person sins against any of the commands of Jehovah through ignorance which is not to be done and shall do any one of them, if the priest who is anointed sins, resulting in guilt to the people, then he shall bring near for his sin, which he is, has sinned, a bullock, a son of the herd, a perfect one, to Jehovah for a sin offering. And he shall bring the bullock into the opening of the tabernacle of the congregation, 
before the face of Jehovah. And he shall lay his hand on the head of the bullock, and shall slaughter the bullock before the face of Jehovah. And the priest who is anoint shall take the blood of the bullock, and shall bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle of the blood seven times before the face of Jehovah at the front of the veil of the holy place. And the priest shall put on the blood on the horns of the altar of sweet incense, which is at the opening of the tabernacle of the congregation, before the face of Jehovah. And he shall take from it the fat which covers over the inward parts, and all of the fat which is on the inward parts, and the two kidneys, and the fat of them, which is beside the loins. And he shall remove the fold on the liver besides the kidneys. And it is raised up from the sacrifice of the peace offerings of the bullock. The priest shall burn them as incense on the altar of burnt offering. And the skin of the bullock, and all of its flesh with its head, and with its legs, and the inward parts, and its dung, he shall bring out all the bullocks, all the bullock, to the outside of the camp, to clean a clean place, to the place of the pouring of ashes, and he shall burn it on the wood with fire. It shall be at the place of pouring of ashes, so towards the east. So I got I got stuck there on dung. I mean, we're talking about feces, I guess. Um, I don't know why you would ever want to burn that. But okay, that's that's what he that's what he wants. And if the whole company of Israel shall err, and the thing has been hidden from the eyes of the congregation, and they do that which is is to be done to any of all the commands of Jehovah, and are guilty, when the sin shall be known, that which they have sinned against it. Then the congregation shall bring there a bullock, a son of the herd, for a sin offering, and they shall bring it in front of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands on the head of the bullock before the face of Jehovah, and they shall slaughter the bullock before the face of Jehovah. And the priest who is anointed shall bring in of the blood of the bullock to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood, and shall sprinkle seven times before the face of Jehovah at the front of the veil. And he shall put of the blood on the horns of the altar which is before the face of Jehovah, which is in the tabernacle of congregation. And he shall pour out all the blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering, which is at the opening of the, ta the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall take off all its fat from it and shall burn it as incense, <coughs> as incense on the altar. And he shall do with the bullock as he has done to the bullock of the sin offering. So he shall do, do to it is... And he shall do with the bullock as he has done to the bullock of the sin offering. So he shall do to is. Is or it? I don't know. And the priest shall atone for them, and it shall be forgiven them. And he shall bring the bullock to the outside of the camp, and he shall burn it as he burnt the first bullock. It is a sin offering of the congregation. When a ruler sins and has acted against one of all the commands of Jehovah his God, which is not to be done, through ignorance, and is guilty, or his sin which he has sinned shall be made known to him, then he shall bring his offering, a buck of the goats, a male, a perfect one, and he shall lay his hand on the head of the goat, and shall slaughter it in the place where he slaughters the burnt offering before the face of Jehovah. It is a sin offering, and the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering, and with the finger he shall put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and he shall pour out its blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering. And he shall burn it as incense on the altar, with all its fat, as the fat of the sacrifice of the peace offering. 
and the priest shall atone for him because of his sin, and it shall be forgiven him. Man, a lot of killing of the animals to uh, forgive man of sin. It's crazy. It seems like the higher you're, or the closer you are to God, like the more, kind of the crazier it's going to be. Huh. This is the old Bible, like the Holy Bible too, so we'll see if this carries into the New Testament when we get there, which is going to be a while, judging on how slow I've been going. So, <laughs> don't hold your breath. It's, it's coming, just don't hold your breath. Uh, and if any person of the people of the land sins through ignorance, by doing that which is not to be done, against one of the commands of Jehovah, and is guilty, or his sin which he has sinned shall be made known to him, then he shall bring his offering. A ewe of the goats, a perfect one, a female, for his sin, which he has sinned, then he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and shall slaughter the sin offering in the place of the burnt offering. And the priest shall take of its blood with his finger and shall put it on the horns of the altar and burnt offering. And he shall pour out all its blood at the base of the altar. And he shall turn off all its fat. He shall turn off all its fat. Take off all its fat? Tear off all its fat? It says turn, but... Um, and has been, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I've got something in my throat, like an itch in the back. It didn't start until I started reading this. It's, I always find something funny starts screwing with me when I, when I start reading the Bible. Uh, yeah. He shall turn off all its fat, as has been turned off the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall burn it as incense on the altar for soothing fragrance to Jehovah. And the priest shall atone for him, and it is forgiven him. And if he brings as his offering for a sin offering a female, a perfect one, he shall bring it and he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering. He shall slaughter it for a sin offering in the place where he slaughters the burnt offering. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offerings. And he shall pour out its blood at the base of the altar. And he shall turn off all its fat. As is turned off the fat of the lamb from the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall burn them as incense on the altar on the fire offerings of Jehovah. And the priest shall atone for him for his sin, which he has sinned, and is forgiven him. Go lay down. Sorry, that's my dog deciding right now is the best time to get water. Uh, she was just drinking water. She's not dehydrated or starving. It's just... Anything that can make noise to distract or mess with what I'm doing seems to be the absolute way when I'm trying to read on the Bible. It is forgiven him. Lost my place there. Okay, I guess that was the end of chapter 4. Chapter 5. And when a person sins and hears the voice of swearing, and he has witnessed, or has seen, or has known. If he does not reveal it, then he shall bear his iniquity. Or if a soul touches any unclean thing, or if the unclean dead body of an animal, or the unclean dead body of livestock, or the dead body of unclean swarming things, it being hidden from him that he is unclean and is guilty, or if he touches the uncleanliness of man, any of his uncleanliness, by which he is unclean, and it is hidden from him, and he knows, then he is guilty. Or if a person swears, speaking rashly with the lips, 
to do evil or to do good anything which the man speaks rashly with an oath and it is hidden from him and he knows then he is guilty of one of these and it shall be when he is guilty of one of these then he shall confess that in which he has sinned and he shall bring his guilt offering to jehovah for his sin which he has sinned a female out of the flock a lamb or or a ewe of the goats for a sin offering and the priest shall atone for him regarding his sin and if his hand does not reach to a lamb then he shall bring his guilt offering he who has sinned two turtle doves or two offering offspring of a dove to jehovah one for a sin offering and one for a burnt offering and he shall bring them to the priest who shall bring near that which is for a sin offering first and he shall nip of its head nip off his head from his neck but shall not divide it and he shall sprinkle up the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar and that which remains of the blood shall be drained out at the base of the altar it is a sin offering and he shall offer the second for a burnt offering as by decree and the priest shall atone for him because of his sin which he has sinned and it shall be forgiven him so to be forgiven sin uh, in the old days, I guess, you were going to have to kill an animal, potentially two, um, and really desecrate its body, kind of play with it, or not play, I don't know, you know, make sure you're squeezing all the blood around, it just seems so barbaric, but it is what it is, lay down, sorry, I'm, I'm actually reading this in the kitchen over by the stove, and uh, my, my dog is super interested in any time I get near the stove. She thinks it's her turn to eat something. So I apologize for having to pause to tell my dog to please just sit still. You can hear her. She's just doing circles. She's got a kennel. And she's just doing circles in it right now. Uh, because she doesn't really want to lay down. She wants to come sit by the stove and see what I'm doing which is nothing though right I'm doing nothing with the stove um, yeah and if his hand cannot reach the two turtle doves or two offspring of a dove then he who sinned shall bring his offering a tenth of an epha epha that's e-p-h-a-h a tenth of epha of an epha a fine flour for a sin offering he shall not put on it oil nor put on it frankincense, for it is a sin offering. And he shall bring it to the priest, and the priest shall take from it his full hand, handful the memorial offering, and shall burn it as incense on the offer, on the fire offering of Jehovah. It is a sin offering, and the priest shall atone for him, for his sin which he sinned from one of these, and it shall be forgiven him, and it shall be for the priest as a food offering. And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, if a person acts unfaithfully and sins in ignorance against the holy things of Jehovah, then he shall bring the, his guilt offering to Jehovah, a ram, a perfect one, out of the flock, at your evaluation in silver shekels, by the shekel of the sanctuary for a guilt offering. And he shall make good that in which he sinned against the holy thing, and he shall add its fifty part to it, so I guess fifty shekels, and give it to the priest. And the priest shall atone for him with the ram of the guilt offering, and it shall be forgiven him. Weird that, in a sense, you can buy your way out of a sin. So that's essentially what, what giving a shekel would be. You know, you're giving money as part of um, part of your, your offering to be forgiven of sin. 
That's that's just strange. And if a person sins, and he has done that which is not to be done from any one of all of the commands of Jehovah, and does not know, and he is guilty and bears his iniquity, then he shall bring a ram, a perfect one, from the flock at your evaluation for a guilt offering to the priest. And the priest shall atone for him, for his sin of ignorance, which he erred, and he did not know, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a guilt offering. Truly he is guilty before Jehovah. And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, If any person sins and is slightly treacherous against Jehovah, and deals falsely with his neighbor concerning a deposit, or concerning security, or by robbery, or has extorted his neighbor, or has found a lost thing and has lied about it, and has sworn to a falsehood as regards to any one of all of these which a man does sinning in them, then it shall be, when he sins and is guilty, he shall return what he got by robbery, that which he robbed, the extorted thing which he extorted, or the deposit which had been deposited with him, or the lost thing which he had found, or all that which he swore falsely, he shall even repay it in, in its principle, and the fifth part he shall add to it, to whomever, to who, whomever it belongs, he shall give it on the day of his guilt offering, and he shall bring his guilt offering to Jehovah, a ram, a perfect one, out of the flock, at your evaluation for a guilt offering to the priest. And the priest shall make atonement for him before Jehovah. And as regards to one thing of all that he has done, it shall be forgiven him by being guilty in it. So that's crazy. Even if you find something, if you were to discover who owned it, when you return it, you you should also, I think the fifth thing would be the, the shekels. You should also pay him for uh, being in possession of his item, though it had been lost and you hadn't actually taken it. You just know that... If you found something that is lost and you know who who owns it, I guess you are required to give it back. Uh, huh? And pay so that you're not guilty of I don't know maybe wanting to keep it. I'm not sure that that's strange. I'm not sure if I said this was chapter six when we started with the Jehovah spoke to Moses saying if any person sins. We are in chapter 6. And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because it is burned on the altar all the night until the morning, and the fire of the altar is kept burning on it. The priest shall put on his long robe of fine linen, and he shall put his linen un underpants on his flesh. And he shall take up the ashes, which the fire consumed with the burnt offering on the altar, and shall put them beside the altar. And he shall strip off his garments, and he shall put on other garments, and shall bring the ashes out to the outside of the camp, to a clean place. And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it morning by morning. And he shall lay the burnt offering in order on it. And he shall burn it as incense with the fat of the peace offering. Fire shall be continually burning on the altar. It should never go out. It shall never go out. And this is the law of the food offering. The sons of Aaron shall bring it near before Jehovah to the front of the altar, and he shall take it from take from it his handful of the flour of the food offering, and of its oil, and all the frankincense, which is on the food offering, and he shall burn it as incense on the altar, a sweet fragrance from its memorial to Jehovah. And Aaron and his sons shall eat the rest. It shall be eaten with unleavened things in the holy place. In the court of the tabernacle of the congregation they shall eat it. It shall not be baked with leaven. 
I have given it as the portion out of my fire offerings. It is most holy, like the sin offering, and like the guilt offering. Every male among the sons of Aaron shall eat it, a never-ending statue throughout your generations from the fire offerings of Jehovah. All that touches them shall be holy. And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, This is the offering of Aaron and his sons, which they shall bring near to Jehovah on the day he is anointed. A tenth of an epath of flour, a continual food offering, half of it in the morning and half of it in the evening. It shall be made on a griddle with oil. You shall bring in it mixed. Oh, you shall bring it in mixed. You shall bring baked pieces of the food offering, a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. Now they even got griddle on here, right? Like so, so the cooking utensils names haven't really changed because we still have griddles today. So that's just one of those many ways that if you're somebody who's not around the Bible and you hear about the Bible from like the TV or, or things like that, they make it sound all you know hard to understand ye that thou will like Shakespearean or something but when you're actually reading like an interpretation like we are here there, there's so many things that just sound so direct and absolutely relatable to now times although the, the one thing that I would say and if you were to try and do this that would be complicated would be making that altar and the, the tabernacle and you know even though that in um, Exodus it described how to do it uh, I'm not sure how to acquire all those things or even the skill uh, to to make it all. And uh, in, in a few of the things you were to make or, or even weave, you, you needed someone with a skilled hand. And I, I don't know anyone. I don't know a blacksmith. I don't know a, um, a, a basket weaver or a linen weaver, you know, a seamstress or somebody with, with high skill that could do it to the amount of perfection that's being asked um, for these offerings or rituals if as they are. Um, and the priest who was anointed in his place from among his sons shall make it. It is a never-ending statue of Jehovah. It shall be completely burned, and every food offering of the priest is a whole burnt offering. It shall not be eaten. And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, the sin offering shall be killed before Jehovah. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. It shall be eaten in the holy place, in the court of the tabernacle of the congregation. All that touches its flesh shall be holy, and when any of its blood is sprinkled on the garment, that on which it is sprinkled shall be washed in the holy place, and an earthen, and an earthen vessel in which it is boiled shall be broken. And if it is boiled in a bronze vessel, then it shall be scoured, scoured and rinsed with water. So, washed heavily, scrubbed and, and rinsed with water. So you do your dishes. Every mel among the priests shall eat of it. It is most holy. And any sin offering of whose blood is brought into the tabernacle of the congregation to make atonement in the sanctuary shall not be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. Hmm. Chapter 7. And this is the law of the guilt offering. It is most holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering, they shall kill the guilt offering and its blood shall be sprinkled on the altar all around, and all its fat shall be brought near. He shall offer the fat tail of it, and the fat which covers the inward parts, and the two kidneys, and the fat which is on them, which is on the flanks, and the fold above the liver, which you shall take away beside the kidneys. And the priest shall, shall burn them as incense on the altar, a fire offering to Jehovah. It is a guilt offering. Every male among the priests shall eat it. It shall be eaten in the holy place. It is most holy. 
as a sin offering is, so a guilt offering. One law is for them, the priest who makes atonement by it, it is his. And the priest who brings near any man's burnt offering, the skin of the burnt offering which he has brought near, it is the priest, his own. So the priest only. Okay. And every food offering which was baked in an oven, and every one that is prepared in the stewing pan, in the stewing pan, and on the griddle, shall be the priest that offers it. So the priest will eat it. It is his. And every food offering, mixed with oil or dry, is for all the sons of Aaron to a man as his brother. And this is the law of the sacrifice of the peace offerings which shall be brought near to Jehovah. If he brings it for a thanksgiving, then he shall bring it with sacrifice of thanksgiving, unleavened cakes with mix of oil. Thanksgiving, so uh, we're talking way before the uh, natives here, right? Way. I, 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 wow. I think this is pre-flood. I don't know. I'm not positive on that. Don't quote me. We are talking to Moses, but um, I think this is pre-flood. So they're referencing Thanksgiving, which is weird. And is the law of the sacrifice of the peace offerings which shall be brought near to Jehovah if he brings it for a thanksgiving. And it says for a thanksgiving, which is weird. Then he shall bring with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened, unleavened cakes mixed with oil. Huh. So he wasn't expecting to run into the term thanksgiving of oil and thin unleavened wafers anointed with oil and of well-mixed flour, cakes mingled with oil. He shall bring his offering with the cakes of unleavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving, his peace offerings. And he shall bring out of it one of every offering, a heave offering, ooh, a he I guess that's heave, H-E-A-V-E, a heave offering to Jehovah, to the priest who is sprinkling the blood of the peace offering, it is his. As to the flesh of the sacrifice of the thanksgiving peace offerings, it shall be eaten in the day of his offering. He shall not leave of it until morning. And if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow or a free will offering, in the day he brings his sacrifice near, it shall be eaten. And on the morrow the rest of it shall be also shall also be eaten. And the rest of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burned with fire. And if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering is at all eaten on the third day, it is not pleasing. It shall not be reckoned for him who has brought it. It shall be a hateful thing, and the person who eats it shall bear his iniquity. Who eats of it shall bear his iniquity. On the third day, I guess they didn't have fridges back then. <laughs> Not to make jokes, but I, I would think that by the third day of leaving meat out, you, you probably wouldn't want to eat it. But uh, yeah, and the, but this is saying it's, it's sinful, I guess. And the flesh which in the flesh which touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. As to the flesh, every clean one shall eat of the flesh. And the person who eats of the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offerings, which are Jehovah's, when his uncleanliness is upon him, even that person shall be cut off from his people. And when a person touches any unclean thing of the uncleanliness of man, or of the uncleanliness of animals, or of any unclean swarming creature, and shall eat of the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offering, which are Jehovah's, even that person shall be cut off from his people. And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall not eat any fat of ox, or of sheep, or of goat. Huh. 
Let's see, again, that's pretty specific, isn't it? And the fat of the dead body, and the fat of the thing, torn... And the fat of a dead body and the fat of a thing torn may be used for any work. I guess we're talking about the skin now. But you certainly shall not eat it. For whoever eats the fat of the animal, of which one brings near a fire offering to Jehovah, even the person who eats shall be cut off from his people. And you shall not eat any blood in all your dwellings, of fowl or of animal. Any person who eats any blood, even that person shall be cut off from his people. I mean, if, if any of this is still applying to us today as we live, then I mean, just think of how many, all of us have been cut off. And nobody has an altar to do these things or knows a priest of Aaron um, to be, you know, giving the offering to, to, to get the proper forgiveness. That's my daughter, if you hear her in the background. Her, I'm not going to tell to be quiet because I, I love her when she's being uh, happy and doing her thing. Carrying on. And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, He who brings near the sacrifice of his peace offering to Jehovah shall bring his offering to Jehovah from the sacrifice of his peace offerings. That was a breath. His own hand shall bring in the fire offering of Jehovah's, the fat besides the breast. He shall bring in with the breast to wave it as a wave offering before Jehovah. And it's, it's wave, W-A-V-E. And the priest shall burn the fat on the altar as incense, and the breast shall be Aaron's and his sons. And you shall make a heave offering of the right leg to the priest of the sacrifices of your peace offerings, one of the sons of Aaron who was bringing near the blood of the peace offerings. And the fat, the right leg, is for his, is his for a portion. But see, that's a, another. I mean, Aaron. Who who was the son of Aaron? How would we be able to identify a son of Aaron to even pull these things off? Uh, I'm, of course, this first time I've ever read the Bible, so um, it's it's going to be curious for me to uh, to see how this all changes when we do get to Jesus coming on the scene and dying for our sins and what, you know, uh, how we gain forgiveness then. Because I'm wondering now if I don't, in praying a lot of times, I pray to Jehovah, but I'm wondering, based on a lot of this, if, if and based off, you know, the sacrifice Jesus made for our sins, if I shouldn't actually be praying to Jesus just every time. Anyway, that's we'll, we'll get to that much later. Uh, who's bringing near the blood of the peace offering and the fat of the right leg for his portion. For the beast of the wave offering and the leg of the heave offering, I have taken from the sons of Israel from the sacrifices of their peace offerings, and I have given them to Aaron the priest and to his sons by a never-ending statute from the sons of Israel. This is the portion of the anointing of Aaron and the anointing of his sons out of the fire offerings of Jehovah. In the day he shall bring them near to act as priests to Jehovah, which Jehovah has commanded to give them the day of his anointing them from the sons of Israel, a never-ending statute throughout their generations. This is the law for burnt offerings, for the food offering, and for the sin offering, and for the guilt offering, and for the consecrations, and for a sacrifice of the peace offerings, which Jehovah had commanded Moses in Mount Sinai, in the days of his commanding the sons of Israel to bring near the offerings to Jehovah in the wilderness of Sinai. We're going to stop there. That's the end of chapter 7 in the book of Leviticus. And we will pick up uh, next time in chapter 8. I hope you are all blessed and have a great day. Mm-hmm.